Hi, welcome to Antonosis. This is episode 39 of Antonosis. I'm your host. And today we're continuing with our adventures in the TARDIS with Peter Capote. You know, he was the 12th Doctor. He was kind of grumpy. He doesn't like hugs. He does have a really cool cigarette case that is filled with uh, jelly babies, which I forgot to mention. In, in one of these episodes, he does do that. And when he did that, he said, oh, wow, jelly babies, too cool. Okay. This uh, season uh, was described as this, run. Uh, if you remember uh, Patrick Troughton's era, he would always say, Aim, they go, Jamie, Zoe, run. Anytime they'd run into uh, a monster or some other alien nasty. Uh, we'll talk about Amphibia at the end of this because I just watched the latest episode and everybody's all over the Facebook and everybody is talking about that episode, so we'll talk about it a little bit. But first, the Doctor, back to the TARDIS. So we start off with the Magician's Apprentice. It's all two-parters except for one or two of them. And uh, the Magician's Apprentice... Uh, now, Clara is searching for the doctor because the doctor feels like he's going to die. So he's hiding in the Middle Ages, and he's hiding out with these Vikings and these uh, knights and stuff like that. And he rides in on a tank, and he plays a guitar, and he's wearing, he would say, oh, I was wearing all my old clothes, and I was, you know, uh, it was like a, a, a reunion, and everybody was invited. And so... The reason why he's doing this is because he was looking for a bookstore beforehand and he, run, he ends up in an alien world where there was this young boy surrounded by these like uh, creatures that are like mine. So if you move, you blow up. So the doctor uh, finds out that these minds are uh, that this young boy that he's like, tell me who's the boy that wants to live. And the boy looks up and he says, my name is Davros. Oh, boy. So, I mean, that's a way to start off a Doctor Who episode if I've ever heard one. So the second part's called The Witch is Familiar. Clara teams up with Missy to find the Doctor on Skaro. Skaro has got problems now. Davros is near death and he's very sick. There's this snake-like being guy called uh, Dadis Khan. And he says, tell him that the doctor that Davros remembers. You know, he remembers this part about when he was a boy and so forth. And uh, Missy doesn't treat the, uh, Clara very well. She throws her down a hole. Not a very wise move to be one of the master's companions, I guess. Uh, we face down Davros, and we face uh, he ends up in Davros's chair. He says, don't ask why. And he says, where did I get the cup of tea? I'm the doctor. Don't ask why. So they defeat the Daleks and sort of infect them with some kind of virus. And he says, your, da your Daleks are revolting. And they escape. Of course they do. Uh, I have a real personal connection to the next two episodes. Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Let's talk first about Under the Lake. The doctor and Clara go to a, a, a rest... A, this uh, base that's underwater. There used to be uh, not underwater. Now that area is a lake. And they find a spaceship that's crashed nearby. And inside the spaceship is an alien warlord's body that was being transferred 
to this other planet to be buried. And this alien race that the uh, that used to be there, they have been conquered so many times, they welcome being conquered and they welcome becoming uh, slaves for some reason. Sounds like a Douglas Adams trope. That's what it basically sounds like. So all of a sudden there's all these ghosts and they're, they're ghosts or, and people are being turned into ghosts. I also like the uh, story about the cards. The doc, this doctor is not very, like, you know, uh, people-friendly. So Clara says, the cards, the cards. And the doctor looks at it and says, well, uh, I'd like to, you know, send my condolences to your friend, your family member, or your pet. I thought that was really cool that they included pet. So in the conclusion, it seems that the doctor has been turned into a ghost, but really he has been traveled back through time and he wanted to find out what happened before the flood and what happened to this alien warlord and he goes there when he, and they try to get back in the TARDIS and travel back to where Clara is and they can't. The TARDIS won't let them leave because they have to smoke out what's going on in there. Now in Before the Flood uh, my friend and I, Billy Angus, were at Comic-Con that year, and they said, we're going to show you the episode before everyone else, and the author of the episode is here. So that 5 o'clock, they, 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 they showed us the episode. That opening, one of the best openings, the doctor is talking about paradoxes and about uh, 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 Beethoven and so forth. He plugs in his guitar and he actually plays the theme song on his uh, Fender guitar. And he's actually a, uh, a musician, so he can play the Fender guitar, because sometimes they can't. So in this episode, we find out about what's the secret behind the ghosts. And this alien warlord, this giant alien warlord, rises from the grave, and he's got a big ray gun. My friend Bill says to me, that'd make an awesome cosplay. And it probably would. But I wouldn't want to walk around in that bulky suit. That would be very hard to walk around in that. And it's really, really uh, neat. And how he confronts him, he says, this is where your story ends. And uh, that's the end of that. It's really, really great. Uh, The girl that died, oh gosh, I can't stand this story. It's so boring. And it was was kind of silly. So the Doctor and Clara visit during the time of the Vikings, and there's aliens attacking them. So this girl dies, so the Doctor saves her life. Okay, so she does die, and he uses his skills to bring her back to life. And unfortunately, he made her immortal. Okay, so in The Girl That Lived, we meet this girl, Hugh, and she's become a bandit during the uh, 20, uh, during the Victorian times or the Revolutionary War times. And she's running around like uh, a masked bandit. And she's stealing things and being bad. I call myself Hugh, for I renamed myself. And she's very fresh and arrogant and so forth. And it's silly. And she wants revenge on the doctor. Well, you made me immortal. I didn't ask you to do that. Okay. So another two-parter, and uh, this time it's called the Zygon Invasion Part 1 and Zygon Invasion Part 2. So we go back to Earth, 
and on, on Earth, the Doctor and Clara find out that the Zygons are hiding in plain sight like they always do because they're shapeshifters. And they uh, infiltrated unit, and they want to uh, do this. We also re-meet this other character called Osgood, and she's like the Doctor's ultimate fan. She wears the scarf, and she wears one of the coats, and she wears the, uh, the, shirt, the uh, shirt with a collar that has the question marks on it. And uh, the Zygons eventually impersonate her. Zygons capture Clara, and they said the only way to get into this one special branch of the unit is through her body. So, of course, they're going to uh, copy it. In the Zygon Invasion Part 2, the Zygons and Unit and the Doctor and everybody have one final showdown. So, there's two Osgoods and one we don't know. If they press the button, it's the end of everything. So the doctor makes this big dramatic speech telling them, what are you going to do when all the bad guys are dead? What are you going to do now? So you have to make a compromise. So eventually, that's what they do. Uh, Sleep no more. Now, this is probably one of the worst episodes of the entire season. And thank goodness it was a one-parter. Okay, here's what happens. Again... I saw this episode in a uh, Doctor Who convention with my friend Bill and his girlfriend Jennifer, and everybody's dressed, and so they gave us two rooms, one room where you could shout and yell and scream, and one room you had to be quiet, but it didn't matter which room you were in. So everybody's sitting there going, you know, what is this all about? So these, uh, they go to this alien space station, and it's sort of told in this uh, found footage like horror, like the Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity. And these like eye glunk, you know, that glunk that's in your eye when you first wake up. It is sort of like become sentient and become alive. And it's now it's attacking uh, people and turning them into dust. And in the end, it doesn't end, you know, like the normal Doctor Who episode. The Doctor and Clara survive, but... And he says, what does this mean? Why does this mean? So they get back in the TARDIS, and that's the end. It's probably one of the worst episodes of the season, though. Oh, well. And now Face the Raven. And again, another one-parter. And in this one, uh, we go to an alien market where no matter who you are, you're a Cyberman, you're a Dalek, you're a Centaurian, an Ice Warrior, or an other alien race, you can go to this alien market and you can uh, buy almost anything you need to keep you going. Like food, energy, weapons, whatever it is you need. But no questions asked. The only thing is that nobody can harm each other. You can't turn anybody on or, or fight with anyone. But then there's a murder there. So the doctor and Clara try to smoke out this murderer. And Clara realizes that she has to face the raven. And if you get this raven tattoo on you, meaning you have to face death, okay? So she she does. Uh, the last two parts, one is called Heaven Sent and Hell Bent. Great titles. So uh, the doctor uh, returns to a planet by himself because at the end of uh, Face the Raven, spoiler alert, Clara faces the raven and dies. And so the doctor is so heartbroken about uh, Clara's death that he couldn't save her. 
So he goes to this alien world where it's just him by himself, and this shadow creature faces him, and he has to go through all these obstacles. So at the end, he's trying to bust through this, like, solid... Uh, I guess it's either made of diamond or glass, and he and he has he dies. He 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 he's brought back to life, and he has to do it all over again. Until I don't know what this did to his regeneration process. So finally, he breaks through, and the glass shatters. And where is he now? On Gallifrey. So, in Hellbent, he goes to Gallifrey. He says, "I'm the president again." He kicks out the High Council, and he tells them, I'm going to reach into my own timeline, pull Clara out, and even though it's against his own rules, he's going to do it. So he does it, and he pulls Clara out, but he realizes that he can't uh, be with her anymore. So she ends up on her own in her own TARDIS, this traveling diner with Hugh, having her own adventures. I guess they were thinking, maybe we could do this as a spinoff, maybe, but they, they never did. And the Doctor goes off uh, by himself. So, two Christmas specials, and we had to wait a while, just no new series, just these two Christmas specials. So, the first is The Husbands of Riversong. Yes, Riversong returns, and this is sort of like the last time the Doctor sees her. We also run into this other... English actor who becomes the doctor's manservant. There's this giant robot uh, creature, and he um, wants revenge on River and wants to marry her. And uh, he uh, does marry her, and then she runs away with all these devices that he has. So he chases her uh, all over. Peter Capote is very funny in this episode. The first, when he comes out of the TARDIS, he's wearing. Uh, reindeer ears. And he says, "What are you looking at?" That that type of thing. It's pretty. And he, so he spends the last time he gets to spend with River, one last time. So this uh, next Christmas special, I really love this one called "The Return of Doctor Mysterio," because what else? It involves superheroes. So the Doctor is spending Christmas in time. He's trying to stop about this alien jewel. So this young boy finds him, and he says to him, Hey, uh, wait a sec. He goes, you have a cold. And she sa- he says, yeah, I do. So he takes the jewel because he thought it was medicine, and he turns into a superhero. So then he follows him many Christmases afterwards, and he's become this incredible superhero who's running around battling. And now the doctor realizes that he... Uh, is, is permanently like this. He says, I'm sorry. He says, well, not so sorry, because he gets to run around and have adventures of himself by himself. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I hope we see more of the return of that character down the road. It would be interesting to see. Okay? Some people didn't like that episode at all. They thought it was a, a waste of time and so forth. I thought it was pretty good. The last Christmas special we do when we get to that is uh, really, really great. Okay, that's it for this Doctor Who. Now let's talk about Amphibia recently. Uh, They gave us two episodes, and usually one episode is filler and the other episode is plot, or one episode is is filler 
and the second episode is filler. I know that's a dirty word when we talk about any animated series, especially Amphibia or Owl House or any of the other shows, but I'm sorry, folks. That's what it is. But at least it was entertaining. So the first episode, Pat Garrett, you know, the guy that was on... um, Everybody loves Raymond, and he's been in a lot of other shows. Uh, he does a lot of commercials and so forth and so on. So in this story, uh, he plays a guy who gets uh, jealous of Sprig because Sprig sees a Spider-Man-like movie, and him and uh, uh, Anne's dad are crying their eyes out because they thought it was the greatest piece of cinema they've ever seen. Now, mind you, Superhero, but until they finally got superhero movies right, they started to use a lot of the tropes that are in comic books. You know, the parents die, and this happens, or some kind of tragedy happens, and I've got to dedicate my life to helping people, or something like that. So Sprig decides to become a superhero. He takes some of Anne's clothes and becomes a superhero, and runs around calling himself Frogman. So Pat Garrett finds out about this, he finds one of the robot arms that was in a previous episode, that stealth Terminator robot, and he has a big mechanical arm. It's really, really great. He's light and efficient. So uh, at the end, they have this big battle, and the granddaughter of, uh, of Pat Garrett's character is like, hey, wait a sec, you did all this property damage, another superhero trope. And so they fix everything up, and uh, off goes Sprig and Anne is mad at him because he says, we're trying to keep a real profile, Sprig. What the heck's wrong with you? I just wanted to help people. Oh, that's a great costume, though. Yeah, I tore up your clothes to do it. And she's like, Sprig. But the last, the second episode was the better one. The first one was funny, but the second one was uh, a lot more better. General Udad and the uh, uh, lady team up to finally save Marcy. And they do... But we find out what that creature was that's hiding underneath the castle. It turns out it's a hive mind. All right? So they go through all this stuff to get and rescue Marcy. Marcy's kind of out of it. But when she finally comes to, King Andreas attaches her to the hive mind. Oh, well. So we'll see what happens as the season progresses. There are two new episodes next week. I think they might be filler. We'll see what happens. All right? That was the better episode. Let me know in the comments below what you think of Doctor Who, what you think of Amphibia and so forth. And as we get closer, we're getting close to the end of Doctor Who's uh, tenure, and we're getting close to the beginnings of... Uh, Jody Whitaker and, and his new seasons has continued. So uh, what will happen after that? I'll start to talk more about uh, Christmas. We might even interrupt Dr. Who to talk about Christmas. We'll see what happens. Okay? So we'll see you again on another Anto Nose.